Hello there. Hello there. How's everybody doing today? I see some familiar faces on the call. Let me see some fire emojis. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You know, introverts feed off of other people's energy. So let me see the emojis. Let's go. I see Mary in the house, Derek in the house, Andre, Adrian. Let's go, people. So today is all about participation. I hope you guys didn't think I was going to be teaching this call by myself, right? <laughs> So when you hear the word introvert, I want to know what comes to mind. Drop it in the chat. What comes to mind when you hear the word introvert? All right. I see Mary said shy. And also closed. I'm going through the chats right now. Reserved, I see. What comes to mind? Don't be shy and closed and reserved, people. Let's go. <laughs> I see quiet. Good, good, good. I see private. And those are some pretty popular ones. So I'm an introvert. <laughs> I'm an introvert. And um, I remember a few weeks ago when Mr. Boston kicked off this leadership call he started talking about, you know, being an introvert and leading as an introvert. And the chats just blew up because most people don't know that most people in the world are actually introverts, you know, not extroverts. But just because you're an introvert doesn't mean you cannot be a great leader, you know? Um, being an introvert just means the way you process energy. How do you feel when you're around people? So most most extroverts feed off of social surroundings and social settings when most introverts get drained by it. So if you don't know if you are an introvert or an extrovert, that's one way to really define it and one way to really decipher who you are. So if I have any introverts in the house, let me see it in the chat box. If you are an extrovert, that's fine too. Let me see it in the chat box. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. I wanna know who I am talking to today. Wow. I'm seeing a lot of introverts. <laughs> a lot of introverts, more introverts than I expected. So you guys will definitely be able to identify with some of the things that I am talking about. So just because you're introvert doesn't mean that you're not that you don't possess great leadership qualities. In fact, a lot of introverts do possess great leadership qualities. And it's because we actually observe, you know, because we don't talk as much, we get the chance to, to see what's going around and what's going on in our surroundings. We have time to process that. I know introverts, especially myself, we need time and silence and space to really re-energize. And a lot of people may not understand that. You may live with somebody who doesn't understand that. And they may say, hey, you're, 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 is it something that I did? Or you're acting weird? Or you know, you're acting odd? But the truth is, just, that's just how we process information. And that's how we, we power up. You'll notice that if you're an introvert, you know, um, meditating powers you up yoga may power you up, visualizing may power you up, or just staying in silence may power you up. And if, if, you, if, it, if, if, you, if you haven't tried any of that, you should definitely, definitely, you know, try it. And one thing that people overlook is the quality of leadership within themselves. 
if they've never been in a professional setting as a leader, they think that they don't have those qualities, but internalize your life and look at your life from you know childhood until now. One, if you are a parent, you are a leader, okay? <laughs> if you are a caregiver, you are a leader. If you have people working under you at your job, you are a leader. And uh, a leader is so much different from a manager. When you're a manager, people follow you because they're getting paid to, not necessarily because they want to. When people are following you because they actually want to, that's when you know you are a leader. And as I talk, if you have any questions, any concerns, any comments, I want you guys to put it in the chat box because we are definitely gonna go through the chat box and try to address as many of those concerns or questions as possible. One thing I don't like to do is talk at people, you know? I want it to be a conversation. So it's nothing worse than hopping on a call and having one thing in your mind that you hope to be addressed and you don't have a chance to do that. So while you are able to type your questions in the chat, I definitely want you to do that. And I see um, some familiar faces on the call. During this call, I'm going to call on some of you so you can um, give your take. Cool. So a lot of introverts tend to be compassionate, sometimes overly compassionate, you know? Sometimes we are empath, empaths. I know I'm definitely an empath. And that just means you take on other people's feelings and really other people's problems. I learned earlier on that watching the news was not for me. <laughs> it was not for me because it definitely, um, I, I soaked it all in, you know? And anything I saw on TV and people that needed help, like I, I just felt compelled to, to help them. And that's still how I am today. So honestly, I stopped watching TV and the news over, over 20 years ago. So as an introvert, you definitely have to intentionally protect your energy and you have to intentionally surround yourself with people who understand who you are and who don't take offense to when you need time to process or when you just don't want to talk. It doesn't mean that they did something wrong. You know, it's just how you process information and how you um, power up. Some of the most powerful people or most successful people in this world are introverts, believe it or not. Think about Bill Gates. Think about Warren Buff Buffett. Think about Mr. Facebook himself, Mark Zuckerberg. Think about Elon Musk, Mr. Tesla himself, right? Albert Einstein, did you guys know that? If you know any powerful introverts, any super successful introverts, go ahead and type that in the chat, the chat as well. J.K. Rowling, author, best-selling author, J.K. Rowling, she's an introvert. Gandhi was actually an introvert. Rosa Parks, Eleanor Roosevelt, Steven Spielberg, can you believe that? Meryl Streep, that famous actress, she's an introvert. So don't think that you're a secondhand citizen <laughs> because you're not an extrovert. But what I will say is you will continue to get overlooked if you don't hone in on your skills, you know, and if you don't perfect your craft. I had to step outside of my shell. It's not that I was shy. I was just more reserved. I, I like to observe. If I didn't have something profound to say, uh, I just didn't talk. I wasn't one of those people who, you know, talked about the weather and stuff on TV and sports. Like, if I didn't have something meaningful to say or something that would positively impact 
somebody or add to you know a great conversation, then I'd, I'd rather just not talk. So it's not that I'm shy. It's like I purposely know where I want to put my energy, you know, and who I want to share my energy with. You definitely have to um, protect your energy as an introvert. So being a leader, it's not something I set out to be at all, you know. Today, my husband and I um, run a few organizations and run, um, yeah, a few companies where we have thousands of people in um, or organizations at any given time. And I definitely had to had to cultivate my my gift of leadership, but I would say I, I was I was um I don't want to use the word stubborn, but I heard that a lot growing up. <laughs> but I I definitely was you know strong headed. Let me turn off my ringer. Yeah, so I knew what I wanted, and I, I didn't really steer away from it at all as a child, as a teenager. If I wanted to do something, if I wanted to go somewhere and I didn't have company to go, I was still going to go. It, does, it, it didn't matter whether I had a company or not. So just because you're an introvert doesn't mean that you are not a leader. Leadership first you know, starts with leading yourself, with having a mind of your own, having opinions of your own, and knowing where you want to go. So look back at your past and, and see, were you a follower or were you a leader? Or e even if you were just leading yourself, you know, that that's where it starts. So I remember in my early 20s saying, I don't want to, I don't want to be a leader. <laughs> I actually remember saying that, like, I didn't want I, I didn't want people to make decisions because of me, because if it was wrong, I didn't want to get blamed, you know, but I, I did notice that in my circle of friends, people always looked to me for advice. And I remember one night going out and purposely saying, you know what, I'm gonna just let somebody else in the group plan the, the activities of the night and, and see what happens. Like, I'm going to step back from like the leadership role. And I remember going to the first place and once we, we, we all gathered, I said, hey, so what do you guys want to do? And in my head, I thought that was relinquishing control. And actually, after speaking to one of my friends later about it, he said, no, Beige, that is actual leadership. You know, you got the group together and you actually put the ball in their court. That was leadership, you know? So um, for those of you who find yourself leading, don't run from it. Don't run from it. The people who get what they want in this world are the leaders. And what I, what I, what I had a problem with more than you know speaking up and speaking in public, was being overlooked. I got tired of opportunities passing me by. And when I was younger, I was in the room with so many powerful people. Where I look back today and like, babe, you could have done a lot with those connections, but just because I didn't step up. At the time, I made those opportunities pass. And one day I said, you know what? Enough is enough. I have to get out of my shell for the future me, not for the woman I am today, but for the woman who I want to be. And, and you, you, you definitely have to purposely surround yourself with people who push you to be great. And, you know, my husband, my mentors, my business partners, they pushed me outside of my comfort zone. And I thank God that they did. So if you guys have people pushing you outside of your comfort zones, pushing you to start your own business, pushing you to expand your business, pushing you to write a book, pushing you to, you know, get on social media, pushing you to become a public speaker, or, um, you know, just start a podcast or anything that you need to 
hold on to those people and and stay away from the people who silence you and, and who stifle you, you know? You know how it feels to, to grow and follow, follow your feelings. If something doesn't feel right around somebody, then that's a clear indication that you need to exit out of that relationship. So, okay, I'm just looking at my notes, making sure that I am not leaving anything. Yeah, one thing I also got tired of is people who were mistaking my, you know, reserved personality for being rude. So I would walk into a room and naturally I'd probably be the person at the back in a corner to myself, just observing or reading. And people would be like, oh, she's stuck up. <laughs> but um, the truth is I wasn't stuck up and I was one of the friendliest people once they started speaking to me, but I just didn't have the personality where I actually walked up to people and introduced myself. And even now, sometimes I, I do it, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I have to give myself a pep talk. So whatever you have to do, you do it to be noticed. Because remember that today you're working for the future you. You never know what can happen in life. You never know what can happen in business. So while you have opportunities, while doors are open, while you're getting invites, then you maximize those opportunities. And while I'm speaking about getting invites, you don't always get invited to the table, okay? Sometimes you just have to show up. <laughs> sometimes you have to show up unannounced and sometimes you have to show up without an invite and it feels awkward, you know, in every sense of showing up, whether it's, it's virtually or an in-person meeting or just stepping outside of your comfort zone. But um, as introverts, sometimes you don't feel like you belong. Anybody can relate to that. Anybody feel like the black sheep in their family? Anybody feel like the oddball? Anybody ever been called a weirdo? <laughs> Sometimes you don't quite fit in and that's okay. That is your superpower. That is your superpower. In the beginning, yes, it feels awkward. Yes, you feel like you're mis being misunderstood. Yes, you feel like you are alone. And at first they, they say you're odd, but then you become the expert later on if you stay the course, you know? So when we look at, just look through history, the people who've made the most impacts are the people who did things differently. So I remember watching Jay-Z's documentary and he talked about how he never felt like he fit, fit in. He never felt like he fit in in the music industry. And really that's why he created his own label. So at that time, I'm sure he felt overlooked. I'm sure he felt underappreciated, but it's that feeling that made him rise above the occasion, okay? So blending in isn't always a good thing. It's something that you do and it's something that you do well and you deserve to work on that craft. I believe that everybody has a gift that they can, can really capitalize on. Everybody has a gift that if they cultivate it, it can really change your life and it can really finance their life. And as an introvert, you really have to find a way to get your message out, you know? So, and there's so many ways to get your message out. So think about what you are so diehard on. Think about what lights you up. I don't care if it's baking cupcakes about that the world needs to, to know. And it's something that you are an expert at. And public speaking may not be for you. I know that's the number one fear for most people, but you have to think about different outlets that you can get your, get your uh, message out. For me, it, it, for example, was writing books. 
And as a child, that's how I used to get my, my feelings out is just writing, writing in journals, writing, just, just writing, writing poetry, um, just writing how I'm feeling. And I remember writing my first book, I didn't publish it, but um, writing a first book of poetry at 14 years old, but the first book I actually published was in my early twenties and that landed me on Dr. Phil. And let me tell you, if I listened to people at the time, OMG, I remember telling people my ideas of writing books and being on TV and becoming a best-selling author. And, and they were like, you know, how are you gonna do that? And if I listened to them, I would have never picked up that pen, but thank God I had mentors who were on the other side who, was, who were encouraging me and telling me that I can do it. But I, I wrote my first book in my early twenties and that landed me on Dr. Phil and really changed the course of my life. Today, I have over seven streams of income and writing books was one. And I didn't know that I had a book inside of me until I sat down. I sat down, I started writing. Every time I, uh, I felt like I hit a brick wall, I would call one of my close friends and say, hey, what's something I taught you or what's something I told you about over the years that, that stood out to you? And then they'd remind me of something and I'd go write in again before you knew it, it was a, a whole book. And I remember feeling like an oddball again because I wrote to all these publishing companies and all of them turned me down and I was forced to publish my own book, which turned out to be like the most amazing gift ever because I get to take, like I get to keep most of my commissions years ago and that's still, that's still, um, the books still sell today. So you have to find an outlet and an outlet that feels natural to you to, um, to spread your message. So it may not be public speaking. It may be writing in blogs, writing in books. It may be being in front of, you know, a, a Zoom like this. You can teach courses, but find a way to get your message out. I love to, to get my messages out through books, through courses, and through um, any medium where I'm not interrupted, okay? <laughs> I have a lot to say, but I'm soft-spoken, so it's easy to, to speak over me, you know, so I don't like panels. Anytime I can control the environment, something like this, something where I'm just in a room recording and getting my whole message out, you know, uninterrupted, that's my safe space. So think about your safe space and how you can get your message out because each and one, every one of you guys are experts and each and one of you are experts in something and your job as a human being is to spend every waking hour trying to figure out what your gift is and how to bring it to the world and how to help the world. It's some things that you overcome. It's some things that you accomplished. It's some things that you've been through and you made it out on the other side of other people are going through right now. And it's your job to help them. But if you don't share your story, if you don't get the message out, then that will never happen. Anybody has any questions? I am going through the chat box. Chat box. <laughs> Anybody has any questions? All right, I see somebody very dear to me on this line. Mr. Quest, I don't know if you can actually speak, but when I asked if you were an introvert or an extrovert, you had a very interesting um, answer. If you can unmute, go ahead and unmute Mr. Quest. Quest is my best friend, by the way, of umpteen years. He's also one of my brand ambassadors. And when I tell you his visuals are amazing, he does photography, videography, directing. If he can unmute, 
Let me see. Okay, I'm unmuted. Awesome, welcome to the call, welcome to the call. Hey everybody, can you hear me? Yes, we can, yes we can. So do you wanna explain the answer when I asked if you were introvert and extrovert or extrovert, yeah. anything that you would like to add, please share. And I couldn't remember the term at the time, but then I, I looked it up, so it's ambivert. So ambivert is basically when you're both an extrovert and an introvert at the same time. And you lean to one side more depending on the circumstances or the situation. So for me, if I'm in a comfortable surrounding with people I know, then I can be more extroverted. I can be the life of the party, crack jokes, laugh, have a good time. But if I'm in an environment where I don't know anybody, it's strange, it's new to me, I'm going to be more reserved. I'm going to kind of just pay attention, get a feel for the vibe and the energy. And um, then if I feel safe enough, then I will insert myself and open up. Um, and that could be if I'm with somebody, it, like that kind of helps. So if I'm with my best friend, then we both can feed off each other and, and be more open in a new space, in a new surrounding. Or some people, they call it liquid courage, you know, have a drink or two and then they start opening up, right? But um, either way, um, I learned that I can be a little bit of both. So hopefully that answers the question. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. Is there anybody on the call that kind of feels the same way? I'm checking the chat box. Chat box. Anybody on the leadership summit who actually feels the same way? I see Miss T said yes. Justin said yes. Jason and Miss Jenny. Yeah, so feel out the, the energy and um think about who around you brings out that extrovert in you and make it a, a habit to really hang out with them, you know, map out meetings, map out networking events that you guys can actually go together because as a grown introvert, it is very, you know, it can be very awkward when you go to events and you don't know anybody there and you're just kind of glued to your phone trying to find something, anything. <laughs> So you don't have to engage in conversation. So you definitely, you definitely want to um, try to pair up with somebody who brings that other side out of you. So I invited somebody super special to the call today. I don't know if she is on as of yet, but Miss Janae Monroe, are you on? I am on. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Let me tell you about this lady right here. <laughs> this lady saved my life. I've known her over 20 years. She's like my first mentor, you know, my first mentor. And um, I remember going through one of the most like the hardest times in my life, you know, and I was actually in foster care. I don't talk about it much, but I was in foster care. And that was the period that I, I met her. And while she was in my life, like she poured into me when I say I was one of those tough kids, <laughs> but she never <laughs> gave up on me. So I remember years passing, but she was, and um, I looked her up one day and I said, man, she probably don't remember me. And I called her and I left a message. I said, Miss Janae, it's Beige from 20 years ago. 
20 years ago. I don't know if you remember me, but give me a call. And then the next day I got a voicemail saying, how could I ever forget you, you know? And uh, we've been back like this ever since. So I just want you guys to, um, to, to, to put some hearts and emojis, <laughs> give it up for Miss Janae, because um, I'm a student. Every time she speaks, I would definitely like to hear your, your take on leading as an introvert. Thank you. I'm always literally was in the middle of something, but it's so hard to tell Miss Beige I'm busy when she says she's going to be on. I'm just like, oh, I, I have to go see her shine. So I will first say that uh, you have to allow your what you think your weakness to be your opportunity and your strength. So as you continue to grow and under this leadership team, of, of Beige and Boston, keep in mind that the thing that you think is a weakness is actually an opportunity. So I want everybody on this call right now to say, I have no weaknesses. I don't care how you say it, type it in or just say it. But I want to hear you say, I have no weaknesses because you do not. What you have is an opportunity. You have opportunities. Everything that's a challenge to you is an opportunity. And that's what Miss Beige did from teenager to now. She took everything that challenged her and said, where's the opportunity in this? I don't really like talking in public. Where's the opportunity? Oh, I can write it. Where's the opportunity? I don't like cloud crowds. How do I get in invited to the right place? I can promote it. There's my opportunity. So everything that you think is challenging you from um, being better in your business, getting from good to great, don't say, well, I, I'm not good at this. I can't do this. Just say, I have an opportunity um, that I have to turn into my greatness. And that's how you mold yourself into being something that you're not. Everything that you think, write it down. And, and it should only be two or three things that really are in your way of being the person you can be in your leadership style. But when it comes to public speaking, all you have to do is get on YouTube, get on anything or the people that's in your industry that do it well, watch their YouTube, listen to them talk, attend their uh, presentations. Uh, you, are, you heard the term that imitation is the greatest form of compliment. It is. I absolutely love when I go hear somebody that I've mentored speaking and I say, look at them, look at them, hold, hold this room, own this conversation. You can do that. What it does for an introvert is, because I am, you can't tell that I'm an introvert because I have pushed it so far out of my way. It's in my way. It was in my way of stopping me from say, saying the things that people wanted me to say in bigger rooms. You know, I'll teach this little group right here. That's all I want. But as the group said, when you come, I just said, where's my opportunity? This is, this is an opportunity. I got to look at those 500,000 people just like they were those six people at the table and still hone into my message. So what you have to do is practice your comfort zone of your topic. Don't worry about the people. Leave the people alone. The reason why, Beige, and I think she knows this, the reason why she can get on here and talk like she does, she's comfortable with the topic, not the people. And if you're an introvert, remember that. Any room you walk into, Find what would make you comfortable with being in that room and let that thing carry you through the room. I don't care what it is. You love shoes, gravitate the, towards the people with good shoes and then start a conversation with them. That's how you start breaking the ice. Um, 
You into technology, look around the room, see who's what, who has the coolest technology, start the conversation with them. Information brings about comfort, okay? When you know enough, you get comfortable. How many of you, when you are in a room, in a workshop, anything, and they hit on the topic you're most knowledgeable with, you sit up a little taller, you raise your voice a little more because you realize, okay, okay, they are, they are my wheelhouse now. Then you're ready to raise your hand. Then you're ready to invoke your voice when you hear the topic. When you hear the topic you know most about, go ahead and put your voice in the room then. Don't wait to say, okay, well, they, I don't know what they're talking about. Just wait. And another thing you can do if you're an introvert, when the topic is in the room, say the topic is fresh fruit and you don't know anything about fresh fruit because you don't really like fruit. When it's an opportunity for you to insert yourself because you make manufactured fruit and that's what you want people to get interested in, you wait till all that topic, uh, the, if everybody speaks on that fresh fruit and then you say, I cannot believe I heard this much about fresh fruit. I am so enlightened. Although I don't use fresh fruit, I use manufactured fruit because manufactured fruit and then you go into the manufactured. So you buy into their topic, you, you uh, compliment their topic, you acknowledge their topic, you validate their topic, compliment, acknowledge and validate their topic. Once you've done that, you ease into the topic that makes you comfortable or what you're there to promote and then watch what happens. People will listen to you because first of all, you made sure you validated, high five the, the speaker or the presenter or all of those that went before you. And then you moved into your topic. I just did that with Miss Page. I just said she does what she does because she turned what she thought was weakness into opportunity. So I complimented the person before me. I elevated her. Then I opened up to talk about what I wanted to, which was she used the words, in her way, I'm using those words and I'm putting that twist on it. From this day forward, I challenge each of you, whatever you are destined to do, you look at it and you pick out your pieces about that thing that you think you're destined to do and say, I nailed this topic. I nailed this part right here. And then that's what you start talking to people about you. And then another way you want to find out if you're passionate about it, ask the people in your circle. What do I talk about the most? And what do you see me get excited about? Because sometimes the thing that you're most, um, the thing that's going to be your bread and butter, it's not the thing that you should be working towards. You know why? Because when people stop and listen to you, they're listening to everything about you. They're listening to your inflection of your voice. They're listening to the tone of your voice. They're listening to the pitch of your voice. I'm not talking loud, but I'm sure you can hear my passion about this topic of leadership development. Everybody has the ability to tell another person about what they do well and why they do it and why they love it. Get in the mirror and practice. Get in the mirror and, and pitch to yourself like it's a commercial. And then, you know, I would, I would say not even record yourself because that can intimidate you. We are our hardest critic, but just practice and then get in front of people that you know and start pitching what you know you're already good at. What questions do you have about um, making yourself comfortable in a room when you're an introvert? I just told you a couple of ways to get in that room and get comfortable. Find the people that have on things or doing something 
that you know something about already because that's a conversation started. What else? Um, anybody have a question in the chat about how they can uh, matriculate through a room when they're an introvert? I if saw you have some a question, just say me and, I'm, and I'll unmute you. That was so good. I hope you guys are okay. taking notes. So I'm looking in the okay. chat. Don't be shy. Don't act like an introvert now. <laughs> Anybody has a question? Just eye contact. Me. Eye contact, Paige. Go ahead. <laughs> How? Oh, I wanted to say it was wonderful to meet you at the tea party. You are a lovely spirit. I am so glad that I got to meet you. Um, my question is, how did you deal, or have you probably never had to do it, but stage fright. Um, <laughs> I, have a, I have a family, um, they all sing, they all play instruments and things like that. Um, I was kind of more the black sheep. I like jazz <laughs> versus mm -hmm. singing the gospel. And um, I would often compare myself to them and things like that. So I would hate to get out there and sing. And same with public speaking. I also did some acting in plays, but I would just try to just look over people's head. But how do you deal with, with stage fright? Do you, is there some kind of meditation or something you should do before you, you know, cause I get in my own head. <laughs> mm -hmm. You do, and you're already in your own head. The first thing you said was, you already told how you're in your own head, like most people, and especially women, you, could, you start competing. You start comparing yourself. You think you're comparing yourself, but really you're competing. And in that competition voice in your head, you already told yourself, I'm not as good as the person before me or next to me or whatever. So you already, you've already competed and made yourself the loser. Bottom line, don't do that. There is no such thing as competing with somebody else's talent because we're only born with what we have to give the world. That's it. So there's nothing to compete about because you're never gonna have what somebody else have. You have what, what God has put in you. And you literally just articulated that perfectly. So I'm hearing you and I hear your wonderful voice and tone and saying, well, she's already a speaker. You don't have any problem with that. So I'm gonna tell you, just set aside the worry that you think you have with what your family do. That, that is just nothing but the story you told yourself. And if you remember, I mentioned that when you met me. Everybody has a story they told themselves. And that story you told yourself is, I'm not as good as them. I'm not as talented as them because I don't sing gospel or I'm not as courageous as they are, but you are courageous. And it doesn't matter. The best speakers always have stage fright. One of the best singers I know in gospel, gospel, I heard her Sunday and I texted her and I said, oh my God, you blew that song away. She said, thank you so much. You know how scared I am before I sing. She's been singing 30 years. Yes, <laughs> and she still blow them away. So what I'm saying to you, it's okay to have that little tickle in your stomach. I do. I always do. All right. Wow. So be okay with that. Don't even try to dissipate that. Know what you're going to do. That's all you. If somebody wrote in the chat, prepare. All you have to do is know what you're going to do. Know what your deliverable is. Use your personality because you got a great one. Use your personality and nail your deliverable. That's it. Don't worry about anybody before and after and watch what people start saying. I'm asking you from this day forward, don't worry about the before and after. Know your deliverable, nail your deliverable according to your personality and watch what happens to you because you've got a wonderful personality. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Any other questions? 
looking in the chat box. So somebody said, practice, practice, practice. I'll let you know something. You do practice, practice, practice. Practice the topic, but don't practice every this, thou, it, and that. Do not memorize something because you really want to fall on your face. Have something so memorized that when you can't remember a phrase in it, you can't finish it, okay? So know your topic, know your topic, know your topic, know your topic, because that way, no matter what comes your way, you know how to keep uh, moving towards the end of the topic and, or the end of the speech, okay? Because I've lost my place, but here's the thing. Who else knows what my speech, every line of my speech? Who else knows it? Nobody. So when you pivot and you stay on topic, nobody knows that you just filled in with another piece of information from that topic because you forgot exactly what you were going to say. Keep your face on. So public speaking is like playing poker. You got to keep your gay face on. Nobody even has to know. And sometimes as long as you have your confidence in your topic, you end up saying something a little bit more profound. The best thing compliment anybody can give me is when I come off stage and they say, wow, you blew us away with that, that last statement you said. And I say, girl, that's because I couldn't remember what my closing statement was. So, but just keep your face right and keep going and keep moving and then get, uh, close your topic. The another thing you could do, if you, if you mess up and you can't get it back, here's what you do. Lean it on to whatever you want to. Oh my gosh. I'm going to tell you guys something right now. Right in the middle of this presentation, Miss Beige just walked down the walkway in that suit that's out of this world and made me forget where I was in my presentation. But I got you. I'm about to get back on topic right now. I do something like that. To, you, do, you do it according to your personality, but I'll do something like that when I really just really forgot, I, I pull off on the audience. Like, you know what? I wouldn't have forgot that thought if you, mister, in that blue jacket wouldn't have done what you just finish your thoughts, sir. And then that's a way to get in your head a minute so you can get yourself back on track. Eye contact is important, but if the room is big, remember, you don't never, you, you never have to be looking directly at anybody because nobody can tell where you're looking anyway looking at them so just continually move if it's a three-sided room make sure you're I don't know who, if you can see my head but make sure your head is going to all three sides of the room it's a four side make sure so just make sure if it's only two sides to the audience just make sure you're you're going back and forth like you know like that to both sides of the room and you're never really looking at anybody if you look at everybody's forehead then everybody thinks you're talking directly to them. And really you're not looking at anybody. If it's a smaller room, do the same thing, but move from person to person so you don't get uncomfortable. That is good. <laughs> that is good. What stood out to you guys the most about what Ms. Janaja said? She is so awesome. I mean, she just dropped so many good nuggets. Oh my gosh. Good, good. I know one thing that stood out to me. She said, my comfort level isn't based on who I'm speaking to, 
but it's actually based on my topic. So that's very important for you guys to hone in on one topic, something you're passionate about and practice it, practice it, practice it. So when you do get invites to rooms, you actually know what to speak about and you're not fumbling, you know? Miss mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah. Janae, where can everybody find you or your company? <laughs> um, I can put it in the chat. And remember this, I think you do this, Paige, before you walk into any room, you start thinking about things you might want to say if you're asked to speak. So I will say, as you start going to places and networking and practice this, think about two or three things you can bring up if somebody asks you to say something. So what two or three things you could bring up in 30 seconds that's not going to throw you off your game? Okay, even if it's some stats you just read on the way in the door. Always have something to say if you're invited to speak. And I'm going to put my information in now. Awesome, awesome. So you guys look out for her information. She is phenomenal. I know you guys can tell already. So send her off with some love. Thank you so much for joining. I know you are um, super busy woman and in the, in the middle of a lot of things all the time. So thank you so much for gracing the Leadership Summit today. <laughs> so- All right, I'm checking out. Thank you so much. God bless all of you. and. Uh, Beige in Boston, much success to you. Thank you. Thank you. So that was great. That was great. So you guys think about two or three topics that you can speak on at a moment's notice. You know, I know for mine, it's financial freedom. That's what resonates with me. That's what I'm passionate about. That is what I teach. That is my, my gift. You know, I figured out how to become financially free in my early 20s. And, and I'm passionate about teaching people how to do the same. So think about your gifts. Think about what you're passionate about. Think about your expertise and what you have experience in and, and jot down those things, jot down the topics, jot, jot down a little, you know, or a few bullet points. So whenever you're, you're called to speak in a room or whenever you go to a mixer or a networking event, you actually. And lastly, before I send you guys off, uh, I wanted to tell you um, something that makes me you know, more comfortable speaking or used to make me more comfortable speaking is just thinking about a mentor or thinking about somebody who you aspire to be like and ask yourself, how would they speak? How would they dress? How would they walk into the room? You know? So for me, one of my inspirations is Oprah. So think about somebody who inspires you and try to emulate them, try to, you know, speak like them, have your posture like them, dress like them until you embody um, some of those qualities. So um, think, yeah, think about that. And for, for some of you, it, it's about creating an alter ego. You know, Beyonce has an alter ego. And before, before she came out publicly and spoke about it, it was just like a taboo topic. Like if you had an alter ego, you were like crazy. <laughs> but no, think about a fun alter ego. How would that person, your ideal you, how would they act? How would they dress? How would they walk into a room? And before you go to an event, think about that person, embody that person, and you twirl yourself off in that event, honey, okay? <laughs> So think about, you know, an alter ego, a best, the best version of you, the more outgoing version of you, but practice becoming out of your shell or practice coming out of your shell because otherwise you'll get overlooked and life is just too short to, to get overlooked. The more you speak, the more you approach people, the easier it will get. 
So I love you all. I'm looking at the comments. If anybody else has any last questions, it was such an honor to pour into you guys today and speak about um, a topic that I am all too familiar with, okay? So leading as an introvert and while you are practicing, while you are you know, pushing yourself to the front of the stage, to the front of the room, just to the, the, the front of your life, think about somebody you can peer with or peer up with, think about an extrovert, somebody who, who loves speaking and you know, give them your ideas, ask them to come to events with you, ask them to accompany events with you, ask them to you know, go on Instagram live with you and talk about certain topics so you guys can bounce off of each other. Because the thing about introverts, they may not be the best speakers, but some of them are the most profound thinkers and the most profound creators. So until you get to where you wanna be, you may bring the ideas or the topics or um, your creative talents to the extrovert and help them. Um, and they can help you deliver that, you know, um, my partnership and my, my marriage and just my business partnership with um, Mr. Boston is, is perfect because we are such yin yangs, okay? <laughs> so he's an outgoing personality, the boisterous personality. Everybody see him coming from a mile away. And I am the, the total opposite, you know, I'm soft-spoken. I'm into a room, you, you, you probably don't even know I'm in the room until, you know, I stand up and start speaking. So think about somebody, it doesn't have to be a spouse, it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship, but just think about somebody that you can start a business with, or you can start, you, you can write a book with, you know, maybe you can write the book and they sell it, or somebody you can do a, a blog with or a vlog with uh, until you're ready or capable of coming out of that shell and allowing the world to see you. So I hope you guys got nuggets today. I hope you took plenty of notes and I am super excited to see you all on the call um, on the Leadership Summit next week, same time, with Mr. Boston and don't come alone. Don't come alone, you know, pour into some friends, bring some, some friends, invite some family members, some coworkers, post a flyer on IG. You guys probably been seeing the, the flyer circulate. If you don't have the flyer, just reach out to us on social media or look on our social medias. It, it's there, you know, but we love y'all. Sending love and light your way. And I can't wait to see you guys on Mr. Boston's Leadership Summit next week. Love y'all.